Hello, humans, and welcome to the Sapient Living Podcast. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today we're going to talk about anxiety. Specifically, I'm going to list off 11 tips for managing anxiety that have been working for me. So I have had generalized anxiety disorder for my whole life, as far as I know. I remember having symptoms of it um, as far back as being three years old. I'm 29 now, so I feel like a bit of an expert on the subject. Um, I've only really started feeling like I'm managing my symptoms in the last few months. Um, Some of that was mindset in terms of realizing that the vast majority of my symptoms and conditions that I struggle with that keep me housebound, that make me identify as being chronically ill, um, are not fixable. Um, They're not going away anytime soon. And so the idea that I was going to heal or cure my conditions is not honest. I don't know how to say this exactly. Um, It was holding me back from accepting, accepting what is real. It was holding me back from embracing the life that I have and being able to do what I can do to feel better because my only goal, the only way that I was going to feel successful was to not be sick at all anymore. Um, And so tip number one is accept where you're at right now and stop pushing through. So for me, that's meant noticing good, bad, and ugly where I'm actually at where I um, am kind of lagging behind in terms of taking some self-care techniques seriously and where I'm really thriving and things are working. So embracing right now um, and being a bit more grateful for the good days and a little less hard on myself on the bad days. So tip number two is to express your experience through any art form. For me, podcasting, I have this show, and I also have Exposing Isolation, which is a little less planned. Um, It's more just a diary, a vocal diary, where I don't really know what I'm going to talk about before I get started, and I cut it off at about 15 minutes. Um, So for me, audio. I also live stream in some Facebook groups and have some other plans for that in general. So expressing myself through art, for me, means podcasting. For you, it could literally mean anything, and I want to also include under this tip, like self-expression, whether it's makeup or hair or clothing or how you, um, you know, present yourself online, in person, whatever, just expressing yourself in general, I think is a really important tip for managing anxiety because the more authentic that you feel, the better like foundation you're going to have, um, for getting through every day. So um, tip number three is finding a community to share your story with. Uh, For me, I'm finding more and more support and community through Facebook groups. Um, Sometimes I feel a little bit iffy about Facebook just because it ain't great as an organization, as a company, um, what their goals are for you as a consumer or user of Facebook, I don't love. Um, but it's hard to beat the community aspect of getting it to be in, to getting to be in some of these groups, um, with a bunch of people who are going through the same things that I'm going through. I'm in several anxiety and depression support groups some different chronic illness groups, specific multiple chemical sensitivities groups, 
um, things like that. And I'm also in the adult nerd fighters group. So it's not all just about my conditions, but finding people um, who you can be honest with, where you feel safe to talk and people are going to be able to relate to you. I find extremely important um, and helpful for managing my anxiety. Um, Along those same lines, I recommend tip number four, to consume and support the work of people who get you. So something that I've been trying to do, because I I consume a lot of YouTube, just like a tremendous amount of YouTube videos, sometimes six hours a day. I am just online watching videos. It's I I absolutely love it. Um, I think I've mentioned in this show before that my degree in college was modern applied cultural anthropology. So I am just super interested in modern humans and how they live their life. So I watch a lot of vlogs and mini documentaries and anything that shows me different people's lives and um, different people's experiences and what they're up to and how they do what they do and behind the scenes. I love all of that. I'm specifically putting more effort into finding other chronically ill uh, creators who, when I consume their content, I'm like, hey, I totally relate to this. I get this. When I post in the comments, if they respond, I, I just feel seen, heard, understood. This also goes for um, when I'm on Twitter. Um, and I, I just have a personal Twitter account, Rebecca E. Weber. And again, I'm connecting with people who are chronically ill, disabled, and it just feels whatever the opposite of lonely is because I know that these people um, at least understand to a certain degree what I'm all about and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's really, really nice to know that I'm not alone. And I think that in our darkest of days, we can feel like we are very alone and we can feel like we're the only ones going through things. And it's nice to know that we're not, even though it's not great to know that there's other people who are suffering, but it is nice to think that, you know, there are people who can contribute to me having better days. And then I can also contribute to them having better days. Um, I also set aside a small budget every month to support financially, donate to, gift, patron, um, different content creators. And at this point, I'm specifically only sponsoring um, chronically ill content creators. So that just, it feels like I'm I'm building up a community. I'm, I'm part of something bigger than myself and um, we can all support each other in that. So um, that is tip number four. Tip number five is to set and stick to a routine as much as possible. So um, for me, that means like being able to have some small successes in the morning and at night in terms of taking care of myself, being able to um, know that I did something that day. Um, Some of those things include like brushing my teeth, um, making the bed. Um, putting on some fresh clothes in the morning. I'm I'm in pajamas like most of the time, um, or in like comfortable. I'm I'm never in uncomfortable clothes. Like I don't own any uncomfortable clothes. I don't have time for that. Some of these people out there are looking absolutely amazing in their extremely uncomfortable looking clothes. Some you know different people have different ideas of what comfortable is, but for me, like I'm always comfortable. Um, but 
some days are better than others where I just like might throw my robe on over the pajamas I wore the night before and totally calling myself out here. Those might have been the pajamas that I was wearing the day before. Um, so kind of just trying to have a routine where uh, I'm doing some things for myself. I'm, like, I'm getting up. I'm splashing water on my face. I'm brushing my teeth. I'm drinking some water. Um, I'm, I'm trying to eat. I'm, I'm doing things and like really celebrating um, when I'm able to do something and not getting down on myself when I can't do certain things. Um, recently I've just gotten a lot softer on myself, um, which we don't hear very much about, especially like it's January. People have their new year's resolutions. They're being hard on themselves. They're trying to hustle and grind and get things done and make those monies. I don't know what they're doing. I sound like an idiot right now, but I think you know what I mean. Um, that like for those of us who are struggling with things like chronic depression and anxiety and different other disabilities and illnesses, like I feel like y'all need to hear that you need to be a little bit softer on yourself, a bit more compassionate, curious, forgiving, but have those goals, you know, like brush your hair, drink some water, make your bed. Yay, you did something. Celebration. Like that's how I treat myself these days. And it's really helping my mental health, but it's also just like helping my systems go a little bit better. And like full disclosure, I'm very lucky um, that I have a super supportive husband who takes care of a lot of the chores and takes care of me. Um, so like I don't have as much pressure on myself as some of you might to need to be you know, on top of things, if you're raising kids or if you don't have that support system, um, I'm running into a lot of people whose like partners and families like don't believe them that they're sick or um, are not supportive of helping them feel better. So wherever you're at, being able to set and stick to routine as much as possible with being also compassionate and kind and soft with yourself, I think is really important for managing anxiety because you have some consistency, but it doesn't help to get on your own case if there's reasons why you didn't accomplish the things you wanted to today. Um, tip number six, indulge in regular acts of personal healing. So I spent a long time trying to write that without saying the phrase self-care because I just don't even know what that means anymore, but I do specifically means like acts of personal healing. So whether that's like taking care of your skin, that's a big one for me because I know that when like my skin is dry and painful, I'm just like that much grumpier. Um, but also whether that's like baths, drinking water, making yourself some medicinal tea, um, like just anything that you can do to take the edge off in like a healthful way. Um, I, I really think that it's important to set aside time for those things. One of my favorite things to do is to set aside like an hour to do, um, I'm like saying it's like something you actually do, to listen to consume um, Reiki ASMR because you're not really doing anything and I would be already watching YouTube anyway. But when I'm consuming Reiki ASMR, like it's a treatment and whether or not you believe in the power of Reiki, which I do. I'm actually a level two certified Reiki practitioner. Hey, um, I don't have a practice, but I am certified. And I do believe in the power of it. 
having that attention, because a lot of it is like ASMR where you're getting like personal attention, um, ASMR being, I don't remember what it stands for, but it's basically some people get tingles and like happy feelings and feel relaxation in their body and in their brain when they hear and see certain things. And so, I mean, just, just go Google or go on YouTube and do, and type in ASMR and you like, you'll see, and there's definitely people who can explain it better than me, but like indulging in something that makes you feel good that's also healing. So like I'm I'm all for like having something to drink if you're into that. I guess like I can't drink alcohol, but um like having a glass of wine and watching Netflix, like sure, like take a break, but I wouldn't categorize that as like an act of personal healing. I would say meditation, journaling, um, consuming like nice Reiki ASMR, um, giving yourself a massage, like in terms of, um, you know, body lotion, stretching, yoga, movement, Qigong, masturbating, you know, something healing for you, whatever that, you know, whatever kind of takes the edge off and helps you be calm indulge in that on a regular basis. Okay, moving on before I blush so much, I have to stop uh, speaking. Seven, get moving, like I was saying. Um, But a little goes a long way, and I am definitely somebody who overcomplicates things. Like, just stretch a little. Walk around a little. Um, I still think that, like, if you, you know, like, we don't all have spoons for this. We don't all have energy, but if you can like do a, like a body scrub and then either like coconut oil or lotion over it, like you are moving because you're, you're moving your hands and your body and you're bending and you're doing things like it can be that simple, but just move sometimes, um, would be step seven. And like, I'm sore, I'm tired. I'm, I have chronic fatigue. You know, I have every reason not to, um, move too much. Um, and I honestly have been given advice by doctors to like only try and take 600 steps a day, which never works, but like, just, just move a little, little, but don't overcomplicate it. You don't have to do like a whole 30 minute yoga routine. Just do like two moves in bed. I mean, I, I found, a there's two different spoony yoga, um, instructors on YouTube that literally teach, like, I have no energy stretching. Um, so like do some of that, like meet yourself where you're at and do some of that. Don't, we're not talking about doing CrossFit. We're talking about like, you know, stretching your arms out. Like a little goes a long way. Don't overcomplicate it. Tip eight, simplify your life, especially your space. Um, I think when I was younger, before my burnout, before I became chronically ill and housebound, I just had so many things going on and I just felt like crazed all the time. I had so many goals, so many people that I was trying to keep up with, um, so many places I needed to be, things to do. Like it was, it was a lot. And also, um, specifically about simplifying your space. Um, my bedroom is like white and light gray and wood and clean and not busy. And I try my best to like, just keep it as this, this space 
that doesn't have the chaos going on in it. Um, I particularly feel more overwhelmed, more anxious. The OCD that I experience um, just is like heightened when there's like stacks of stuff and things around. And if there's way for you to like make your space more conducive to a pleasant state of mind, sounds so weird. Um, but I think you know what I mean. Like if you could kind of just like bring down the chaos, keep things simple, keep things clean. Um, I also recently like cleaned out my kitchenette area. Uh, I don't have like a full kitchen down here where I live. Um, I have like a big sturdy folding table with like lots of stuff that I use to cook on. Um, and I used to have like a lot more tools, a lot more like, um, Oh, like leftover containers, like kind of stuff and like more supplies and more jars and everything. And like I recently used some of my energy to like take out all the things that I wasn't using all the time so that when I open a drawer, it's mostly empty, but it has the things I'm actually using. So anything you can do to like simplify your life, so you have to like move less stuff, look at less stuff, deal with less stuff. I really, I'm finding a lot of help in that. Um. And like along those lines, also tip nine, um, bulk meal prep, highly nutritious anti-inflammatory foods so that you're not constantly trying to figure out what you're going to eat, like meal prep, make a menu. Like my favorite thing um, to do back in the day when people would come over to my house to visit me and I had friends in real life, whew, that got dark, um, was to have people over and we would like meal prep together and then everybody would take home like freezer meals or mason jars of soup or whatever. Uh, and again, I'm super lucky because my husband does pretty much all of the cooking and then I just have a fridge of food. Um, so like if you're in a similar situation to me where like your hands always hurt and you're almost always tired and uh, things are just really difficult to do. Of course, some of these things are going to be harder than others, but if you can, you know, cook yourself up some like healthy things like we do, um, a lot of like roasted sweet potatoes, we do like lentil soup. Um, we make a homemade cheese sauce. We make our own, um, beans. We don't grow them, but we soak them, cook them and things and just like simple things that are going to give you like a lot of nutrition because man, sometimes that anxiety and depression is honestly from a nutritional level, you don't have everything you need and you're giving your body things that you don't need, um, which can exacerbate the, um, just the cycles that are going on in your body. I, I will be unpacking a lot of these things more later, um, especially the food one, because Thomas, my husband, and I follow a very, very strict, specific, not only anti-inflammatory diet, but also a cell regenerating diet um, that basically cured, healed, got him in remission for his arthritis, helps me with my depression um, and other issues. So being able to commit to giving your body everything it needs so that your cells have um, all the building blocks to get you as healthy as possible, really important for managing anxiety. Um, 
I'll talk a lot more about that um, over time. And tip 10, which I find personally important, but I think all of us could benefit from it, is to avoid toxins and synthetic chemicals in our food and consumer products. So while sometimes, especially, you know, shout out to all my people with disordered eating out there, just eat something, please. Like just eat something, like don't take this as seriously as I'm saying. Um, But like we're not doing ourselves any favors when we're like adding in preservatives and additives and um, excess sugar and like different things that like our body, which is already struggling if we're experiencing symptoms of like anxiety and depression and chronic illness, you add in foods that like aren't so great for you. Um, It's just more for your body to fight and battle. And we got to give ourselves all of the best chances to do our best. Um, And that comes from, you know, eating clean as much as possible. Um, Also, Synthetic chemicals in consumer products, fragrances in literally everything, dryer sheets, shampoo, deodorant, obviously like also perfume and things. Um, High-end perfumes don't use synthetic fragrances most of the time, but like everything else. Dudes, it's so toxic. It is. I also have multiple chemical sensitivities. So like for me, just like the littlest amounts of it, like completely shuts down my body. Um, Yesterday I got triggered at Fred Meyer because I made the really dumb mistake of even going over to that part of the store that has like scented things because I wanted to see what their supplement game was. And um, yeah, my kidneys started to hurt. My back went out and my arms started hurting. And by the time I got home, my arms weren't working anymore. And Thomas had to bathe me and get me in bed. And I was super nauseous and I thought I was going to throw, it was bad. It was bad. I'm an extreme example of what happens when exposed to synthetic chemicals and fragrances. Um, But everyone is getting beat up by these things. Um, It's so bad, like headaches, nausea, dizziness, um, like inability to like form complete sentences, thoughts that are coherent, um, memory, just jitteriness, um, asthma problems, lung problems, anxiety. These are all symptoms of the poisons that these companies be putting in our stuff. Okay. So avoiding that, getting clean, all natural products, fragrance free is the way to go. Different people are experiencing um, essential oils in different ways. They are not all created equal unless you're getting like high, high quality, organic, therapeutic grade essential oils from a reputable source. They can be up to 90% crap and not even like pure essence of whatever it is that they're saying. So if you're getting one of those oil diffuser kits from Costco that comes with like six essential oils in it. Like don't, not only does it hurt your kids and your pets, by the way, there's a lot of evidence these days of pets, like the essential oil diffusers, like getting on pets fur and then they like lick themselves and then they're getting the essential oils and they're getting really sick. Some pets are dying from this stuff. Imagine what it's doing to you. Um, Also the like plugins and the fresheners and the sprays, they're just, they're recipe for mental illness and physical disease. So let's avoid those and go all natural, folks. I mean, I know everybody doesn't have access to things, but 
We don't have to pile on the chemical fragrances either. That got heavy. Obviously, I'm very opinionated about that. And um, step 11, find natural remedies that bring you ease. So I was a big weed smoker for a really long time until my body decided that I could no longer um, healthfully tolerate THC, um, which it just blows. I'm so sad. I loved THC, but can't do it anymore. Um, maybe I'll make a video or a video. This is not a video, a podcast about that at some point about how you can get addicted. There are withdrawal symptoms and it can hurt you. Bummer. Um, but now I'm using things like rescue remedy and nervous system tonic and CBD does not hurt me. So I've been doing CBD oil. I also take a collection of supplements every day that are really helping me out, which, um, is connected to like being highly nutritious. Like make sure that foundationally your body is giving, giving, getting everything that you need, um, so that it's just, it's functioning well. Um, and so that you have good gut health and that you're getting everything that your brain needs to function and that your cells are happy and, you know, giving yourself those foundational um, components to complete health is, is essential. Um, you can do so much to try and ease the anxiety once it has come on the, or depression once it's come on. But if we can prevent it from the first place, um, that, that should be the goal every time. So that's 11 tips for managing anxiety from me. Thank you so much for listening. And, um, yeah, I hope that some of those will help. Again, if you have any questions, if you want, you know, more, I will be creating hopefully articles when my hands aren't hurting so bad, more episodes, live streams, um, especially in my Patreon community and my, the Sapient Living community group that I run on Facebook. There's, there's just, there's a lot of delicious things going on that I really hope to help people, um, you know, prevent burnout, heal from burnout, manage their anxiety, take good care of themselves, um, create a foundation for you to have everything you need um, to be the best version of yourself so that you can do the work that you're trying to do. I mean, that's that's essentially what my goals are all the time. So thanks again for listening um, and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.